We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back, everybody, to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. Here to do some rhyming and stealing with my full posse in effect, especially the Fresh Prince. I love to thrust my way around the Warp Asylum, and I won't stop until I thunder kiss 65 girls. Yeah, I said it. It don't stop, they told me, until you find a gothic chick and take her to the crossroads in for some fun. You might not come out that fun, but it's going to be fun. My co-host, however, just called me to read his death note about buckets of blood during the killing season. He bends over wall on Brass Monkey to show Bellamorte his black sunshine. Soon it just turns into Grindhouse of Gogo up in there. If I was you, I would catch the show and yell, whoop, whoop, as you stare into his star face. Welcome to planet, motherfucker. Meet my psychological slag, Chancy motherfucking Grief. Hi. Every time. And yes, folks, we are your musers are back once again to bring you another great episode, another great three albums. And I actually mean that this time. And we are joined by a guest, as always. This week, it's Leanne Linsky, stand-up comedian and founder-slash-CEO of Plausible. And I hope I said that right. <laughs> I... I was looking at Plausible your day, and I'm like, is it plausible? Plausible? I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing it's plausible, but I never am sure. But we are so happy to have you here. How are you doing tonight, Leanne? Thanks. I'm great. I'm very excited to be here and for this whole conversation to go down, <laughs> actually. Yeah, it's going to, it's, I'm, I'm, I'll say, these three albums are completely opposite ends of every spectrum. And I mean that in the best possible way. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's going to be an interesting freaking show, and we're going to have fun talking about these albums. But first things first, why don't you tell us about Plausible a little bit? Tell us what it is for those who haven't heard of it. Yeah. So, Plausible is an online comedy club where there's really no gatekeepers, no auditions, no IMDb requirements or anything like that. So on one side, comedians can log in. They can they get all of the tools to schedule, create the virtual stage, uh, perform, and ticketing services set their own ticket prices if they choose to do so and monetize their comedy, uh, whether they have one person buy a ticket or hundreds of people buy tickets. It's up to them. And on the other side, we have comedy fans who sign up, create a free account. They can log in, check out the account directory of comedians who've already signed up, made a profile, and they can peruse the show listings page 
and check out any free shows, open mics, whatever they want to see, as well as purchase tickets for other ones. Everything happens in real time. Everybody can see and hear each other and laugh with no audio delays or legs and uh, laugh together from anywhere in the world. So, yeah, that's what Plausible is. Sounds pretty incredible. I'm going to have to go check that out and going to tell our good friend, C we're going to tell our good friend, C.A. Canuba about that because I think that's something that she actually could use in her career. Might might help her boost her a little bit more even than she already is, even though she's killing the Philly scene. So, but, so to get on with the official show, Leanne, what album did you decide to bring us? And actually, I will say before you say that, though, we are not the, you're not the first person that wanted to bring this album, but that person... That person gave me two choices, and I picked another choice. But you, you, you give that choice. I was like, "Ooh, oh, nice, nice. I'll go with it." So, what is that album, and why was it so important to you? So, I picked uh, Beastie Boys' "License to Ill." Because that came out in 1986, and I was in high school at the time. And uh, that was when I bought it on a tape, a cassette tape. <laughs> I was driving a 1979 Ford Granada. That was my dad's car <laughs> with uh, no air, no radio, no anything. And so I literally had to get like one of those old boom boxes and throw it on the front seat next to me so I could play my tapes. But this is one that really takes me back to uh, 16, 17 years old and um, just doing all the things you do in high school, all of the parties, everybody had this book. Yeah, which, and uh, Chancy, what did you think of Leanne's album? Oh, dude, I was stoked as soon as I saw the option. Like, I, I actually purchased License to Ill. And I got to say, Jeremy, you're wrong. These are actually connected in their own funny little way. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on one end of the spectrum. You're on the other end of the spectrum. And her album's directly in the middle. Specifically because of like Paul Rubin. The many, many, many multiple samples of rock songs that translate into my album. And then the rap element that it translates into your album. Which I gotta, you know, I got really gotta give props to the YouTube music algorithm because when I hit random and fucking landed on that son of a bitch, I was like, "Fuck it, sold to the man with gray in his hair." Well, I mean, same chance. Yeah, I was fucking. As soon as you, like I said, as soon as you, as soon as I saw the album you wanted to bring, I was like, "Fuck yes!" About time somebody brought the goddamn Beastie Boys on here and it didn't have to be me. But I mean, I freaking, I've loved the Beastie Boys for since freaking high school. I mean, I think I first heard of them even like in middle school watching i love the 80s on vh1 and like they did they were talking about the fight for your right out uh video and so that's when i first heard of them and i was like all right i'm like this is awesome and i'm like i started uh i, I bought the greatest hits at some point i forget when that was if it was later or early but i bought the i bought the greatest hits i think in high school when i had a car and i used to blast that cd constantly all around town make myself like the biggest cracker out there but <laughs> and, so i mean i yeah and rick rick rubin fucking took those guys to another level 
Like for real, it, it just basically started off a whole career of him doing that with literally everybody. Which I will say the album you bought is not my favorite album. They did my favorite album. They did. I've yet to bring it on the show, but it will be brought someday. And that was the last album they did hot sauce committee part two. Cause that, I bought that album in, in in college, and I freaking love that album. Like it's just such a, they didn't lose it. Freaking thirty years later, they didn't lose it. They still had like their skill. And then when uh, the one that passed, I want to say, I want to say it was uh, fuck, damn, it's been a while since I thought about this. Was it Mike? Which D? one of them? Yeah, when Mike D passed from uh, cancer, I believe. I mean, it was just. And they were supposed to put out more stuff after that, like that they had recorded already and whatnot, but I've yet to see anything really drop. So I, I'm guessing they're done with that. But I also heard there was a biography movie coming out about them eventually, but I've yet to see anything about that in a while. So I don't know. It seems like BC Boys are kind of like just dead in the water at this point, which is sad because there's still so much skill with the two that are left that they could easily just get some guest rappers and make a great album. I understand not wanting to do it because your brother, like your, bro- your brother in arms died, but still, it's just... It's just a uh, shame, shame, shame. But, well, to get on to the fun part of this, Leanne, what are your top five tracks off this album? Plus mm-hmm. any, honorable men- any honorable mentions you wanted to bring. Okay, so I have to say I like the entire album, and it's not often that I have an album that I like every single song and know every single song. So I have to put my glasses on. Uh, on this particular album, this was Tough Calls, uh, so in no particular order of my top five, but I put Slow Ride, She's Crafty, Paul Revere, Girls, and Brass Monkey. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, a few, damn, a bunch on there that are not even on my list, but that's, it's, it's Beastie Boys. Either I like what they're doing or I am not, am not like a huge fan of what they're doing. It's, I can't say they ever did an album where I liked every track. I can't say that. It's just. I, I respect them for what they did, and the tracks I love, I love, I love a lot. But, I mean, the ones that they, man, I don't know. I'll get into mine, but Chansey, what are your top five? Well, I have an honorable mention as well. Okay. So, number five, yeah, number number six on mine is uh, Fight for Your Right. Obviously, it deserves its place on there, but I don't want to go cliche. Uh, number five was No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Uh, number four was, uh, was girls. Number three was brass monkey. Number two was Paul Revere and number one was slow and low. That was mm-hmm. always my favorite song on that album when I had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, see, okay. Chancey, well, just to one up you as always, I brought two honorable mentions because I'm that awesome, but and I listened to most of this album while trying not to die on my way home from work in this freaking snow ice storm we had today. But but my number seven was Posse in Effect, because just a damn good rap. And I love the word Posse for obvious reasons. And number six is The New Style, because I think that's the second song on the album, if I'm not mistaken. And it just comes in fucking hot, like comes in hot. Number five is... The first out of three that I heard before, well, actually, I've heard all of these because I've, heard, I've, seen, I've listened to this album in the past. But number five is one of the ones that was on the greatest hits I've listened to for 30 years Brass Monkey, because that freaking beat on Brass Monkey is classic. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, to this day, I still don't know what the fuck a Brass Monkey is. I'm assuming it's some kind of beverage, but I do it's not a, know yeah. what a Brass Monkey is. 
It's a it's an alcoholic beverage. It's like a it fucking what is that like a malt liquor kind of thing? I figured it was like a forty of some kind, but you never know. Like so, I don't know. I always I end up with some kind of drug slang when I was younger that like I didn't recognize. But I mean, I'm from New York, so you think I would know New York slang, but it is what it is. And what's going on, Matt? Thank you for uh, coming by to check out the show. Appreciate you. And number four was rhyming and stealing because I honestly forgot that I forgot the song existed, and it's just freaking such yeah. a way to open a, such a way to open an album, like such a way to open an album. Number three is girls because <laughs> it is the funniest one of the funniest songs they do. I mean, just the beat in it, it's just uh, I I don't know something about it's just funny. I it always brought me joy. Number two is fight for your right because it fucking has to be. It's fight for your right. Back when Beastie Boys were like more rock almost than rap like that song is basically almost a rock song in ways and then fucking love it i do fucking love it because all my favorite rappers can do rock and rap as well so i love it and number one is one of my top five beastie boy songs of all time of course no sleep till brooklyn it's just being from new york it's a classic song i've been in brooklyn i've been in queens i've been i've seen places where the beastie boys have been in new york city and performed and shit like so it's freaking Awesome. Like, I mostly like to Brooklyn is a classic. And just that chorus, ugh, the way they scream it, just, it's so legendary. You can't. And plus, it's it's in Pets, one of my favorite cartoons. So, it's in Pets. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> it's not the first place I heard it, Chansey, but, so you can't get Mambi for that one, but it's a perfect representation of that song. I mean, that, that whole soundtrack's bomb. They got some of them down there, for God's sake. But... So, yeah, honestly, I, yeah, I was very happy you brought this album. It was one I pr pretty much already knew because I went through the whole Beastie Boy discography, like, in my old job. Well, two old jobs to go back, like, ten years ago. And fucking, the whole discography is fucking incredible. But, legends. Legends, and I'm pretty sure they got, didn't they get into the Rock and Roll Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken? I wouldn't be surprised if they had. Yeah. I'm, pre I'm, pre I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure I saw a video of like Ad Rock and uh, MCA like they're freaking accepting it. So, I mean, good for them. And I do love their appearance in Futurama. I do. They had to do that, and it was freaking hilarious. But all right, Chancy, what album does Doth grace upon us tonight? So, I mean, aside from my usual hit random on my playlist and go with whatever comes up. Uh, ironically, this album actually, like, it did a lot of stuff for me because okay. I, uh, well, for real though, I mean, like, you know, I'm a sucker for a sample and this song is actually my real first introduction into a blatant sample of movie audio or something from a movie directly. And, uh, same thing with the Beastie Boys album. Like, that was one of my first identifiable introductions to, like, hey, that's this song, but they're using it in this fashion. And uh, I chose for mine is uh, White Zombies, La Sexercisto, uh, Devil Music Volume 1.
Chancey, Chancey bringing his fucking devil music around here. God damn it. Like, like I could talk. Like I could, like I could talk. But, uh, Leanne, what did you think of White Zombie? Oh, okay. So at first I was like, wait, what? When I saw the album title, because I don't remember titles of things very much. But I was like, oh, my husband was like, oh, zombie. I was like, yeah, okay, got you. I'm on board. So um, I was like, wow, this is so different. Just like what you were saying at the top. But then I also agree with Chansey. Like, I don't think these three albums are that far off from one another. There are certain elements of them that I all find so, um, all right. So you wanted my top five off this one? Well, actually, uh, just your review at this point. We'll get there to the top fives then. Okay. But. Cool. So, yeah. So I was like, okay. So there's just this element of it with certain um, rhythms and beats and everything that I'm like, all right, very similar for me as what I get from BC Boys Licensed Ill. Yeah. And obviously, vocals are much different. Lyrics are considerably different. But, you know, it's it's got some elements where I'm like, hey, you could swap some of these things back and forth and it would work. You could. I mean, you could. And I'm sure, well, actually, I mean, they White Zombie and Beastie Boys were in the same era, were they not, Chansey? I believe. Uh, Late 80s. They were yeah, 80s. it was... She's right. Well, was this was this White Zombie's first album? Because I don't know White Zombie like that, but yeah. yeah. Okay, then yeah. Damn, Rob Rob Zombie Rob Zombie's old came after the Beastie Boys. Damn, I always forget how old the Beastie Boys are. Like, I always do, because Rob Zombie looks old as shit. He looks like he's in his fucking eighties the way he looks now. Yeah, I think Beastie Boys are in the fifties. I mean, damn. I think I think they're both around the same age, like chronologically as far as their ages go but like i mean yeah i maybe i don't know but well i will say chancy that when you wanted to bring white zombie which is also an album that i guess wanted to bring in 1.2 but i chose a different album instead and i got i, I keep doing that <laughs> i keep choosing it was a better album though oh what the hell what the, mm, i want to say didn't he bring Ozzy, I think, instead. Yeah, I think he brought Ozzy instead. So, I mean, come on. If I have a choice between Ozzy and White Zombie, it's obviously going to be Ozzy. <laughs> but I, you brought White Zombie, and I was like, all right. I never actually have listened to this album all the way through. I've heard one or two of the tracks off of it, and it's just Rob Zombie. I, always, I love Rob Zombie, his movies, his music. I always loved it. His solo, his solo music I freaking love. I wish he brought that album, honestly. But, but I mean, White Zombie is classic. I always... See, the funny thing is, when I was younger and I heard Thunder the Kiss 65 on the radio and whatnot, I always thought it was like it was a more classic rock song from like the 70s. I didn't realize it was like such a new song until like years later. Just because it was playing on like the classic rock station, dude. Like most music from that genre didn't, that gener that generation didn't play in the classic rock station where I lived. So usually it was all like Fleetwood Mac and Sticks in Chicago and stuff like that. So, I mean, come on, <laughs> give me a break here. But. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's Zombie's voice is freaking amazing for any song, and his guitarist and bass player are freaking amazing. So, and his drum player is fucking incredible. The, the drums in the one song, oh my god! But, but Chancy, what were your uh, top five off your own album, there, buddy? So I got like four honorable mentions. <clears throat> of course you do. 
uh number nine was uh welcome to planet motherfucker uh number eight was uh <laughs> i'll get i'll get to you i'll get to you in a minute yeah okay uh number eight is knuckle buster two or knuckle duster 2b and then uh thrust those kind of run since they run in together i put them in the same category uh number seven was uh cosmic monsters incorporated um number six was black sunshine uh number five was spider baby uh number four was grindhouse number three was uh soul crusher uh number two was warp asylum for well three and two essentially a lot of it has to do with their usage from the music of hellbound hellraiser 2 and then uh Naturally, my number one is Knuckle Duster 1A and Thunder Kiss 65 because literally the first time I ever heard, dude, the first time I heard Thunder Kiss, like I was a kid and it's one, it's on that list of like of songs that affected me in a very, very, very serious manner. Like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath is the first one for me. And then this one was an immediate second. Like I, cause I, I'm, I was born in 85. So like by the time I actually heard black Sabbath, black Sabbath, it's like 89, 90. And then within the next couple of years, I'm hearing things like living color cult of personality and fucking this song. And the reason I bring up living color cult of personality was because I thought it was super awesome. How I come across the beastie boys, all white rap group, living color, all black like rock metal group exquisite in all capacities and then i'm listening to this thunder kiss and it gets to that part it goes i don't try anything i just do it and it goes into those chords and it hits that fucking e and it's just mm-hmm. want to try me dum, dum, dum. like fucking i'm a, i'm just i'm a child and something i'm like i'm like something's happening like i don't know what this is but something's happening there was something that, it's just so profound. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Chance's first erection. But uh, I mean Well, you keep saying something's happening, Chancey, and usually when you're a man, that means one thing. But uh, Yeah, God, you know, God forbid we actually have an emotional range and fucking discover something we haven't felt for the first time that doesn't that doesn't evolve. You're fucking, you're tiny pre prebescent giny dink tingling, Jeremy. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> well, one, tiny was never an adjective in my life. Two, you're gonna give away our secrets, man. We don't, we gotta keep the fucking stereotype going. We gotta keep the stereotype going. You don't want the mass media to know that we have things called feelings for fuck's sake here. But rub some dirt on it, Chancy. Rub some dirt on it. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, Chancy, I actually had two honorable mentions for uh, White Zombie there. Yes, act surprised. And number I'm not surprised six, at all. I'm not, I'm not sure you're not, but number seven uh, was Warp Asylum because good way to end album. Good way to end album. Number six was Black Sunshine because the guitar and that was fucking incredible. That was up higher before I got knocked down. Number five was Thrust because one any song called Thrust I fucking love, and two yes, Chancy. We are men, but number five. I mean, just it's just a damn good song. Yeah, I, was gonna say, four, I just like the song, but that's on you, bro. Number four was uh, Starface because the drum solo in the fucking beginning of that was incredible. Yeah. And 
I hear Starface, I'm thinking of Kiss. It's just the way it goes. So, I mean, it brought back memories of Kiss. So, and number three, which is why I made a certain noise during your top five, motherfucker. Uh, number three was Welcome to Planet Motherfucker slash Psychological Slag. Because I freaking love that. I love freaking that. That's that opener is just freaking beyond belief good. I mean, it just comes in so heavy. His voice drops in. It's just like, oof, Rob Zombie. Yes. I don't know why. People hate on him. I don't know why. People hate on him. But And then number two, surprisingly, is Thunderkiss 65, which I, I could have swore when I started this. It would have been number one. I could have swore when I started this album this morning. I'm like, this is going to be number one. I already know it. I was mistaken. But, I mean, it's Thunderkiss 65. And like you said, that little blurb there with the freaking uh sample, I'm like, when I was younger and I heard that, I was just like, I like this. I don't know why, but I like this. I will keep listening to this. This one song. I know I know any further there's one song until today, but I don't know why, but just didn't. And then number one was Grindhouse A Go-Go. Because that song is fu- so freaking fun. That song is fun. And I mean, grind. it's just, it's a fun song. I mean, and the guitar in it is off the track. And as my coworker said, say when he walked by and saw I was listening to White Zombie, he's like, "Oh, her the bassist in that band's so hot." I'm like, I'm looking at the album cover, like, "Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. All right." So I mean, her bass playing just gets accentuated by her being good looking. I don't make these rules; they just exist in the world. So, I mean, it's not always the case, but in this case, it just worked. So, I enjoyed the hell out of your album, Chancy. You do not disappoint me this week like you have in the past. I will reserve your whipping for another week. <laughs> I'll tell Casey to take it easy on you this weekend, okay? Okay? Good. But now, folks. Wait, listeners, did, did Leanne give her fucking top five? No. You yeah. fucking, dude, this, I, you need to fucking, honestly, Jeremy, you need to slam your dick in a drawer. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you. Gonna, I mean, you've, no, 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 you've, you've done fucked up, sir. This is the first time in the history of this goddamn show where you've pulled a bracket move on a fucking solo show. You should hang your head in shame, sir. Hang it. I, I hang my head in shame every fucking day of my life. But, um, and, uh, Katie, don't get mad, but I gotta go slam my dick in a draw for Chancey's request. It's going on. It's not a request. It is not a request. Okay. It's a demand. It's a demand, and I gotta go do it. Uh, it's going on our OnlyFans, but, um, the paint. <laughs> Under the pain section, but I apologize, Leanne. Chancey's album got me all tingly and excited here, just like Chancey when he was a young lad. But uh, what were your top five for White Zombie? That's all right. This calls for the readers back on because I wrote this down and I made some notes. This Ooh. was funny because you and I actually have a lot in common this time. So I wrote down um, my top. Oh, I wrote down. No, I wrote down. Uh, Six. Well, if you have, I was gonna say if you have more than five, that's fine because you can do honorable mentions and shit. That's no problem. So these are oh, in yeah. no particular order, but I uh, Starface because I really like the drums, and then like forty three seconds in, you have that really great guitar come on it, or is it the bass? Or the, I don't know. I don't remember now, but I wrote guitar, so I'm assuming I was right. But yeah, I really like that. And then I also put down Grindhouse. Uh, and that one, it made me think of Iron Man a little bit. I yes. can see why. 
I did hear a little bit of uh, Black Sabbath in one of their songs, I will say. So, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I could do a little Black Sabbath, a little Ozzy here. And then uh, I also put down and, Rush. Actually, and not that. What was that? Huh? <laughs> okay. I, I, no, no. I was gonna say because I, I totally forgot. I did. I did hear some Iron Maiden in one of their songs too, like an Iron Maiden guitar riff. Black yeah. Sabbath. I, Black Sabbath. They they did Iron I heard, Man. I, no, 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 no. I heard in a different song. I heard an Iron Maiden riff. I can't. I didn't write down what fucking song oh, it was. I don't remember now. Oh, because we were talking about the song that she heard. Iron. I Man. I know that. I know. I, I know that. But that that, that made me that that made me fucking remember. You, you didn't cut. You, did, you didn't specify. You didn't specify shit. We're having one conversation, and you just zipped on over to a whole ass other track that nobody's brought the fuck out. No, because I, I did. No, I did. I did. I did say that I heard the Black Sabbath as well. And then mm-hmm. when when I was talking about that, it fucking came to me. I'm like, oh yeah, there was one track they did where it sounded like an Iron Maiden riff, like the whole song. So I just wanted to bring that up because I remembered it all of a sudden. So fuck you, yeah. Chancy. Go eat it. Go eat a bowl. <laughs> go eat a bowl of Cheerios. Uh, I also put down thrust. That one, there's a vibe to it that takes me back to like the the 80s, early 90s uh, with a guitar. So I was mm. like, oh, yeah, this totally makes me think of all the high school parties with little headbangers, little burnouts. Uh, then I also uh, put down Welcome to the Planet, motherfuckers. I like that. That was really fun. That's the uh, the go go song, right? Uh, no, what 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 can I blame, motherfuckers? Slash psychosocial slag is the uh, okay. That's first, it. I'm not, not psychosocial, uh, psychological. I'm thinking of Slipknot here. Oh, Grindhouse was the go go, which I already talked about. So yeah, planet. Yeah. Welcome to the planet. Uh, I have that one down, and then I think I wrote down because that one was longer, and there was I think that was a, yeah, that one was like over six minutes, and then you get like. Five minutes in, and there's like this whole shift change. Anyway, I love, I really dug that. And then I also had Black Sunshine, which Chancy had too. Yeah. Well, Chancy has that. Chancy has that when he bends over. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, Chancy, the references I, I make more references to your asshole night than I do anybody else in the world. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's on you, bud. <laughs> what can I say? Case, girl Casey expires, uh, freaking inspires me, but but uh, so all right, now that everybody did the top eyes, right? I just got checked down because I fucked up once already, I can't fuck up again. But I get one of those per night, and trust me, I use that one every fucking night. But <laughs> uh, all right, folks, it is time, it is time. I've been waiting for this moment for many a moon, many a moon since we started this here show, and you see, when she, I swore to myself because this has been this Alan's been coming up in my uh, like songs list quite a lot lately. So I've been promising myself the next time somebody brings a rap album on the show, I ain't bringing this album to go against it, no matter what the fuck album I'm bringing it against. And nobody's brought a rap album on the show for like fucking two months, and it's been pissing me off because I wanted to bring this fucking album on. So when she when Leanne finally said Beastie Boys, it's like thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's another white boy rap group. So, yay. It kind of works. So, I had to go with this album, which got me into this band. And 
I have to go with Twisted's Wicked album, or as it stands for, as they both these other people now know, Wish I Could Kill Every Day. Which it took me a while, it took me a while to put that connection together, honestly, looking at the C cover and being like, oh, but for those who don't know, because they well, I've brought Twisted on the show a couple of times, but different albums, but Twisted is ICP's basically spin-off group. Uh they founded Twisted was the first group ICP ICP ever signed on their own label, and since then, Twisted now started their own label and blown up, and they are now more rock than rap a lot of the time. I can't explain what they're doing nowadays too much, but it works. They got fans. And actually, they're coming to Worcester near me for a 420 weekend. I would love to go, but to find someone to watch the kids two weekend nights in a row, I highly freaking doubt it's going to happen, but... And I don't have the money to go, really, but... Even though it's not bad, but still, I Twisted is just one of the most amazing rap duos ever, and this album is their fucking. It's right in the middle of their career, and this album is what turned me on to them because they are so. This this album is just them. It's just their pure personalities, and it touches on so many horror movie elements and whatnot. And I just it made me fall in love with Twisted. I went back to their older stuff. I've been listening to them ever since. It's just such a good album. There literally is not. There's only one song I really don't like on this album. The rest of the songs are just pure fire, and it's just an incredible fucking album. It shows their darker side. I mean, they're, they were always a little dark, but they were always more stoner jokey. But this album just showed, like, their dark sides, and that's what got me into them. And then they stayed with the darkness for a little while. They even did an album called The Darkness. And then they became kind of rockers. They did a song with Danny Filth, which is fucking fire. But And nowadays, they're running their own record label with five or six different artists on it right now there was like 10 at one point but shit happened in rap so i had to bring this on because i love this album and and i also want a chance to experience this album because i felt like it would match with his dark dark soul so leanne what did you think of twisted and have you ever heard of this group even okay so i had never heard of this group before you shared this with me and i was like what is you know i had no idea what to expect so first I opened up the, the names of the songs. I was like, well, this is going to be dark. And I was not disappointed in the fact that it was very dark. And I was like, okay. That said, I was actually pleasantly surprised that I really like the music. Right. So I was like, oh, this is something like I, I could listen to this. This is good. I mean, the, the lyrics are dark and I'm not sure how I feel about it. But like, I wish I could kill every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, it's um, but then it's I, hardcore. But then I looked them up and they're into all the horror flicks and everything. All that that kind of stuff. At least that's what I read and that's what I hope is actually true. Oh, well, I mean, they're, they're hardcore rap artists. So, I mean, yeah. hardcore, hardcore rap is just basically rapping like you're watching it's like you're watching a horror movie without actually seeing anything i mean if you watch one of their music videos it's kind of like watching a horror movie so there you go i mean the one music video actually for this album uh for ha ha ha, ha 
Like it actually is. It's about two serial killers that like are they're killing each other, and then like they end up meeting at their at, at one of their one of their houses, and like like they're both planning to go kill each other, and like they didn't even know it. And then like when they open the door, they just like smile at each other. Like it's just it's yeah. funny. Like Chancy, Chancy would love that video, I think, but. So I want to add, because that song, ha, 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 and they're like, laugh like a lunatic, laugh like a lunatic. And I was listening with my heads, my headphones on, which was actually, I, I love, I like listening to music. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I hear like bird wings in my ears. I'm like, okay, I'm done with it. Like I had, they had me on that song until I heard the bird, like bat wings, bird wings, whatever it was. I'm like, no, that's too real for me. <laughs> like that me out. So that was a little well it's, not, it's not bird wings. I'm just saying no. Um, because <laughs> the music video, the music video is shot in black and white, so it's like it's supposed to be like an old movie camera flickering. Oh, that's what I thought it was. Bird. I was like, oh, that just creeped me out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the I mean in, the, in the beginning of the song, when like. In the beginning of the song, when like the alarm clock's going off, which I love the alarm clock going off because it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite video games, Left 4 Dead. Like that's the sound of the alarm in that game. So when that alarm clock goes off, it's funny that that sound was the same, but because it's like right around, right around the same time. But in the beginning, like there's birds like chirping a little bit, like when he's waking up in the morning and whatnot. But it's, I mean, later on in the song, that's like a, supposed to be like an old camera flickering because the whole video is in black and white. I thought at different points, like bats were flying by my head. I was like this. So there is that. But then I also noticed, like, as I listened to the album from beginning to end, uh, like, it, it goes in a way like, oh, yeah, I could hear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, in the middle, it took a turn. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where did this come from? And then it kind of eased itself back into kind of how the beginning songs were. So, yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, with this album, I am more a fan of like the middle and end of it than I am the beginning. The beginning of it, the first few songs I like, but they're not like if if they come up like every day on like songs, I'm not gonna freaking keep like listening to them. I'll skip to the next one. But that the middle of this album is pure fire. Pure fire. And it's funny because Chancy, this album came out the same day as Bang Pow Boom was put out by the Saint Clown Posse. And I went to FYE, bought Bang Pow Boom and the cashier who I knew, a girl I knew from high school was like, oh, you know, Twisted's album came out today, too. I was like, oh, I'm not a fan of Twisted. And I just bought ICPs and, like, walked away and didn't buy Twisted for, like, six months, and then I finally didn't. I was like, fuck. Well, I you should bought it. I should have, yes. I should have, but I didn't, I didn't really know who Twisted was at that point, because I was just really getting into ICP deep, and until I heard them on ICP stuff, I was like, okay, and then I need to go check out their CDs. Like, but, eh. Oh well, six months. But I've been I've been enjoying them for fucking fifteen, twenty years at this point. So I'm I'm not sad. I'm not sad. But Chancy, what did you think of this twisted album? Because you've heard a couple other albums, but none of the albums you heard are as dark as this one. Uh, I mean, I got I got an honorable mention out of it. If that's what you're looking for, Mother not that I I. Got... I I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a whole like dislike of it all or anything like that. It's just that there was a lot of things that saved it from going on my shit list, 
<laughs> which uh, which is like the like you know the music the instruments like like well yeah the samples and all the other stuff i, I like the like you were talking about with the flutter film like it kind of reminded me of a like a, a a snuff a snuff film for blind people <laughs> did you say did, did you say bind or blind motherfucker blind stevie wonder fucking oh. you know like like for fuck's sake man how are you gonna show a blind guy a snuff film listen motherfucker we can work it out but <laughs> gotcha but uh so you actually enjoy it. you actually enjoy it to some degree uh through gritted teeth yes i'll say that i i'll say that and like you know you said earlier like that i didn't disappoint you i'm not quite as disappointed in you as much as i expected i would be Dude, I, expected, <laughs> I, expected, I expected your ass to love this album i mean it's it's it's, it's okay i mean i'm not gonna good. i'm not right gonna there, lie dude, it's all. it is and i mean it you know and i and i appreciate that but for me it's like uh I, I think it's just because I'm so much older. You're not that like, much older. I, I know that, but I've I, I I've done a lot more fucking <laughs> rummaging around in this shit, man. Like it's the gray in your hair. It's just the gray in your hair. Yeah, that's it. It's just you know it, it it's it ain't nothing but a color. Uh, I just I gotta dye it. You know, it's all good. No, uh, get, like for for get, me, like when you hear cement. about when you hear about one, you know one dismembered body or you know with all the horror films i've seen it's just it's got no effect on me i mean it's basically just kind of like oh, okay some visuals would be pretty cool with this but like whatever i'll just pretend i'm blind and well, then um ha 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 has an, a video and i'm i kept in my i told uh I, I told myself that if it made the list, then that one was not gonna like. I was every time I read it, I read that shit. I always think about it in like the Stephen Hawking voice. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> I mean, well, Chancy, we don't need to know what he was saying in Epstein Island, but that I mean, that makes it more. That seems more maniacal to me. Is that fucking speaking spell voice? Fucking that'd be yeah. that'd be more ter- that'd be more terrifying to me than than. You know, see, some maniacal laughter. See, when I read it, I always pictured like the Joker laughing. I guess that that if that's one way you could go about it, I mean, that would be probably equally as scary. But like, I, I mean, that's how, that's how they write it in the comic books when Joker laughs, like all all capital ha 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 ha. So, I guess you know what? what it's fit, it's fitting you would mention the Joker with these with this album because these guys ain't nothing but a couple of jokers. <laughs> They actually did. They actually did a remake of the song "The Joker," but yeah, I'm I'm sure they fucking did. Try to get in, try to grab as much of that fucking coattail as they could, you know. Get up, get up there to that brass ring. No, they actually they actually did very good because you can tell they're stoned as fuck while they're singing it. But I mean, so they actually did a decent job of it. But well, Chancy, you brought one honorable mention. I brought nine, motherfucker. I'm sure you did. I mean, they had it's like a, this is like this is honestly just basically like a shotgun blast because they put as many tracks as they could physically fit onto this album, 
and fucking just shoot it all out the barrel at the same time and hope something fucking hits. Well, sir, it's like it's like it's it's a shotgun blast of disappointment and regret is what it is. Well, okay. Thank you for the segue, my man, because you just gave me a segue (laughs) into my my first honorable mention. My first honorable mention is buckets of blood. So, shotgun blast, buckets of blood. There you go. Uh, Because I mean, buckets of blood's a good song, but it's just not anywhere near the top of my list. Number thirteen was Crossroads Inn. Because they actually did a remix of it on one of DJ Clay's uh, albums. And it was freaking, like, more fast-tempoed and more, like, rock almost. And it was just freaking... The remix is so much better. That's why it's so low. But, I mean, as a paranormal podcaster, I have to love a song about a haunted hotel. Like, to me, that's just kind of awesomeness. And I thought you would love it with your whole motel hell love. But... uh, (laughs) Number two... Number 12 was Death Note, because, you know me, I love it. Death Note is more as they get, so. I mean, a song about writing a suicide note, yeah, so. And it's way better than Stan, so. I was waiting for the meltdown, but okay. <laughs> um, no, number 11 was That's Wicked. Because, uh, I mean, I love the beat in that. Like, just the perfect the beat in the background of that is freaking amazing. That's wicked. Like, I mean, it's it's them. It's perfect. Number 10 was Catch the Show, because, like, the last three tracks in this album are just, like, it's like they're, like, all right, these are all bon- these are, they're all bonus tracks. They were all bonus tracks in the original CD. They weren't all on the same CD. You had to, like, get all three CDs to get each one until they released this version on Spotify. But, because uh, I downloaded the two I didn't have. But Catch the Show is just a class. It's more of a classic twisted rap it's just like about juggle life and i mean the part of the song where they where he picks up the girl and she's like i'm looking she's looking through the cds and she stopped that wicked and bit said i forgot my ticket it's like oh my god like that's just hilarious like i freaking the whole song is pretty funny so and plus the beat in that one i mean i swear to god i don't know if it was mikey clark or dj clay doing all the beats for this track because they were still under icp at this point but whoever it was they did a fucking amazing job Number nine was When I Get to Hell, because the lyrics in that song are beyond phenomenal. I'll be taking all the pills off Heath, that Heath Ledger left on his dresser. Like, that's fucking shit's hilarious. But And the whole Marilyn Monroe part of it freaking has me dying laughing every time I heard it. And I haven't heard that song in a long time. When I heard it today, I was dying laughing for the Marilyn Monroe part. It just always makes me fucking die. Number eight was They Told Me, because that song, I feel like it's powerful for mental health. Because it's basically telling everybody to fuck. It's basically telling everybody to fuck off. Like your opinion doesn't matter. So I mean, I I've always loved that song. It's always been powerful to me. Number seven was Killing Season because it's just a kind of a great opening track. And yeah, I mean, no other reason needed. They're all fucking amazing. Number six was Gothic Chick because this came out at a time in my life when that was the dream. Find the Gothic Chick, marry her. So. This that song was just fucking perfect to me, like at that point in my life, and and whenever Twisted does like their love songs or I speak, they're always fucking hilarious and dark at the same time, which is just scary. So I don't know, be a good horror movie, that one right there. Top five though, yeah. number five was yeah, yeah, and number five was it don't stop because I love I had to put one of their classic rap ones on here, and I mean. 
I don't know. It's the last song of the album. They just end it perfectly with that. But it's not even a horror track. It's just a pure bonus track. Like, that's how they normally rap. That's how they rap. When they, when they actually rap nowadays, that's more how they rap is that. But number four was all the above. Because that song is fucking beautiful. I mean, it's I, I, I can literally replay that song like ten times in a row and not get sick of it. I can rap along while it's playing word for word. It's just such a beautiful song. And, I mean... I don't know. I like songs based on funerals. I don't know why, whether it's Esham or Twisted. Like, funeral, songs actually about funerals just somehow do it for me. I don't get that. Morbid. But number three was Whoa Whoa, because mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the, the emotion in that song is so fucking raw. And I, I love when Twisted actually, like, rap sings. Like, when they're actually singing a little bit, too. Like, I mean, they inspired Dark Half, which Chansey knows who that is, but they inspired Dark Half with their singy rap type shit they do, so. Twisted oh, yeah, didn't they use fucking auto-tuner on this album? I don't God, think so. God, that was, I'm pretty sure they did on one of the tracks. I remember, I remember that, like, that really kicked this album right in the fucking dick for me. Like, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? I personally, I'm not a, I was in choir Wait, are you, when I grew are you, are you talking about Dark Half or Twisted? Twisted, this album. Oh. I don't think I am so, I am almost a hundred percent certain because there was an there dude there was an auto tune track on one of the albums that I listened to because I got upset about it and the only one that it fucking makes sense for is yours dude oh actually <laughs> it might be the song I hate it might be the song I hate that's the only song I could hear right oh now. my god dude like I heard that shit and I was like oh I cannot fucking wait for this I remember I remember now. Cause yeah, no, I was like, I was like, why the fuck is there auto tune on this garbage? Like, first off, it's not. It was um, doing all. It was doing all right, and then it was like, you, okay, now this is trashy. This is trashy. Are you thinking about that? Are you thinking about the song "My Enemies"? Probably. Fucking, I don't know. I don't remember which that, one it was. I just remember hearing it going. What in the absolute fuck is this nonsense? Because that's the that, that's the song I freaking hate. So I mean, that might be why I hate that song. I don't really I just, tell why. I just I don't it, like. But I just don't yeah. like auto tune. I don't like auto tune or pitch correct. I mean, if you can't do it, then don't try. Like, knock it off. <laughs> I, I mean, but then again, Violent J would have been the one uh, producing this album, not them. So I don't care. Uh, it's just as much it. their fault. It's just as much their fault as anybody else. Uh, somebody, dude, somebody goes. If, somebody goes. Hey, you should no, do this. I'd be like, no. nah, go fuck yourself. No, if you if you if you know psychopathic records, like you see it all, Violent J has final say in the fucking everything you do, and if you say oh, no, yeah. you're off the label. Yeah, that's probably but, why they're off the label and started their own shit. I mean, I don't know. It, that's what I mean. Like that's that. that's logical. That's logical. I mean, and my my number two, after Chances being a fucking dick, uh, was uh, Bella Morte because, like I said, when Twisted Doves love songs, they do them right, and like the whole. She's calling me again, chorus. Like it always fucking like hits so hard, especially when they come at the end with the drums in it and shit too. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's fucking when they do their songs like that. It's fucking done right. And number one was whoop whoop because I mean juggalo call. <laughs> Get your laughs out, funny boy. Oh, you'll you'll think it's just as funny when I get to my fucking list, dude. So you could just go fuck yourself with Faye with Faleen Wire. That's I'm just that saying. Sounds. But uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 
I love Whoop Whoop because that chorus, I've used those lines so many times. You could, like, the, you'll never be as good as me even if I became you. Like, that line is perfect. Like, I've used that in so many people in my life. So, and Whoop Whoop is just that the freaking beat and tempo in that song is just fucking perfect. Like, I love this. From like the fourth song down this album all the way through, it's pretty much a perfect CD. The first three so tracks are kind of like, eh, I could hit or miss, but fourth track down are freaking just fire, 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 fire. But I will not forget this time. Leanne, what are your top five? Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget this time. Okay, well, I was checking to see if I had any of those top of the first four, and I don't. So <laughs> apparently, I agree with you. Um, so, all right, my top five. I have Death Note. I have Whoop Whoop. I have Whoop Whoop. <laughs> Apparently. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it's technically whoa, 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 but I mean, it's maybe yeah, one whoa, for two of them. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoop, whoop. I got carried away. Uh, Gotham chick. Or, oh. Yeah, not Gotham. Gothic. Gothic chick. Yep. And uh, Catch the Show. Mm. It is more of like I would say I would have to say Catch the Show is the closest to like a BC Boys type rap song they have in this album. So yeah. So yeah, I was I was like, okay, those now you. What I found interesting is like you were like picking out the lyrics that really spoke to you. <laughs> I tuned the lyrics out. I'm like, these are so dark, like fucking everything. <laughs> but I like I like that. I like the music a lot. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, that's why I like hardcore. The lyrics like speak to me in ways like not like the go kill people lyrics, but like the emotions in between those lyrics like speak to me is what it is. And Twisted hits a lot of emotions like uh, both of them, uh, Jimmy Madrox and Monoxide Child, they both are. They know what it's like to be outcast and to be fat kids. So I can relate to them a lot when I, when I was younger. And so. Hardcore speaks to me for that for a lot because a lot of hardcore artists are just fat boys. There's fat kids who wanted to get their anger out, and that's how they did it, rather yeah. than go kill, rather than killing people or being criminals. Well, that's what I I was I was intrigued by both these picks, and so I went and did a little bit of research online about like especially twist twisted because I was like I had never heard of them at all, and so I was reading about their background a bit and why they chose to write about what they wrote about, and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known. So that's therefore that's why I look to get a better understanding. Um, but I still have an appreciation for what they're doing. And and somebody like I wouldn't be surprised if I go back and listen to some of a few of these songs uh from both albums again and again. I mean, you you gotta remember Twisted literally grew up on seven mile. I mean, you think eight yeah. miles bad. The closer you get to Detroit, the worse it is. So seven miles worse than eight mile, and they literally grew up in seven mile and like they actually have told stories on podcasts and stuff before about like how when they were getting like when they were, when they had a they had a group called House of Crazies before they were twisted and they would be like painting their own sets for their shows and everything and Eminem would run by the house and be like oh those are some cool sets you guys have and like keep going but I mean so they they interacted with him like way back before he was anything. Very cool. I mean I can't do his voice but uh, Madrox <laughs> can do and Madrox can do Eminem's voice perfectly and it's been used. Uh, by ICP to make fun of Eminem multiple times. So, interesting. 
there's there's a song out there called uh Slim Anus that's freaking hilarious. So and and there, and there's like two more there, freaking hilarious, but you know. Uh Chance, what were your top five for Twisted? So I, I already looked and I can tell you it's not my enemies that has that fucking auto-tune in it because Which that is- made my that made my list, and I know I wouldn't have put it on my list if it had that garbage on there. Even if I wanted to fucking give you a bad time about it, I wouldn't dare write it down on this off chance that like it makes my list. <laughs> no, the ones that I wrote on my list were the ones that I actually like enjoyed off of the thing. Like I was like, you know what, this ain't terrible. I can live with this. So like for me, number six for because I had an honorable mention was all of the above. Uh, number five was uh, Crossroad Inn. Uh, number four was My Enemies. Uh, number three was When I Get to Hell. Uh, number two was Bella Morte. And number one was Whoop Whoop. That's why I was laughing, because our like number one and number two are basically the same. See, they were still with ICP at this point uh, for this CD and then uh, like two after. But I think Whoop Whoop was almost like a way, like an insider like note of like, yeah, things are going on behind the scenes. They're not good. We're going to be... I think it was like a diss towards ICP in a way. Hmm. I, I guess I, I'll have to go back and look at the... Uh, like, obviously... I'll have to I, go back I, I and look at it. I didn't realize it for like fucking six, seven years because they didn't leave the freaking label for six, seven years after that. And I was like... When I, when I heard that song again, I'm like, wait a minute. Was this foreshadowing at its best? I don't know. But uh, it's just... I don't know. Twisted has always been one of my favorite rap groups. So I kind of have fallen out away from them with their newer stuff because it's some of it's too rock. Like some of it's too like early 2000s rock sounding. It's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like you were one of the best rap groups out there for a long fucking time in the hardcore scene. Like Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess you got busy running a label and shit, which isn't doing well to begin with. But come on. You guys got to fix something up here. I mean, fuck. If you got to go back to ICP, go back to ICP for fuck's sake to go back to what you sound like. But. I don't know. Twisted will be back at some point, Chancy, because they have a lot more albums I haven't gotten to yet, including some of their newer ones, which I think you're going to freaking love, because it's like kind of your music more than anything. Minus mentions of chloroform girls and whatnot, but or should I say chloroform squirrels? But uh, how dare how dare how dare you sully that good song by even bringing it anywhere near these awful bands? And eh, Dogfish and Disco and Twister are not that far apart, my friend. But Polkadocadaver, but that's okay. Polka-do- yeah, yeah. Fucking same people, different names. But hey, man, details but, matter. Well, Leanne, we <laughs> folks, that's our show. Three albums brought to you, all enjoyable. So we actually haven't had it. We haven't had an episode in a while where I actually hated one of the albums. So it's been a good month. We'll see how that keeps going, but yeah, I was gonna say this is the one I I can't remember an episode where I hated your album, you know, any less than I did this time. So I mean that hey, thumbs up, guy, thumbs uh, up. You still gotta go slam your you, you still gotta go slap your dick in the door though, and fuck that band. Don't even don't even fucking talk about that. We don't talk about that fucking awfulness. All right, that's like my offspring. Okay, like. We don't talk about those picks. Those picks just don't fucking. We don't talk about those. At least you shouldn't, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. that 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 should be one of our that should be one of our greatest episodes of all time because both me and the guest fucking 
just raked you over the coals for the entirety of the episode. Yes, Chancy. They'll be back again. Don't don't you worry. Don't <laughs> oh, you I'm worry. sure they will. I'm sure they will. You got. They have you like gotta, 18 more albums. They have like 18 more fucking albums. They'll be back. Oh God. They do. But like, oh my God, they have one every single year since like 2006. And it's all uh, the same garbage. Wait, 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 wait. 2006. Cottonmouth Kings has been having one every year since '98. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was out twisted. <laughs> Oh no, Tw- Twisted Twisted's had a well, they've had an album every year basically since uh when did fucking Most Tasteless come out? I want to say 97. And then oh. I mean they were House of Crazy they were House of Crazy since like 94. So that's the funny thing people don't realize. ICP and Twisted, ICP rapped was rapping around the same time as they started around the same time NWA did. And Twisted started around the same time as like god, like I want to say Wu-Tang and a bunch of other Famous rap groups. I mean, they started right around the same time Tupac and Biggie did too. So, I mean, they've all they've been they've been around for fucking ever. <laughs> it's just underground. They were underground for a long time, all of them, until they got mainstream in the late nineties. But and that's why because people hated them. That's why they became mainstream. That's the funniest thing in the world. ICP, the world's most hated band, and Twisted was right there next to them. So, but <laughs> it's just the way it goes. But. You gotta learn. You gotta love. You gotta learn to love the things other people hate, like my co-host here. But uh, Leanne, it was a pleasure having you on, and it was definitely a fun episode. We'd be happy to have you back on again anytime. I'm sure there's plenty more music we could find that might disturb you a little. But oh, thanks. I could probably find some that you hate. <laughs> not that hard to do. Okay, maybe. A- and yet. And yet, no one's brought Taylor Swift on. But I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm Taylor Swift's okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I was yeah, wondering. That, about that. <laughs> uh, T- Taylor Swift's not bad. We have a friend who is a huge Swifty, so I've had to do. I've had to sit through a bracket of Taylor Swift of thirty-two for fucking songs, and yeah, it, she's not horrible. But I cannot listen to her every day. It would make me want to go do horrible things to my own body. But involving sharp instruments. But uh, yeah, you're welcome back on any time. If you want to try to find something I hate, oh, I I welcome you. <laughs> try to find something I actually hate. It's actually a little hard. I mean, there's not a lot I hate. Even if I hate, even if I think I hate something, I usually find a reason to like it somehow. Ask Chancy a lot. A lot of his music. Oh. I I could make a suggestion. Yeah. Anything from Sunhouse. Yeah, watch. She brings the Sunhouse album. A Sunhouse album I actually like. <laughs> no, I might just bring something completely different. We'll see. Yeah, I would love to come back. This was really fun, and I actually appreciate uh, listening to something you know that I wouldn't normally go grab. So that was really cool. And yeah. actually, well, actually, here's the idea. Because, folks, we are doing a special Saturday morning edition episode this weekend with another stand-up comic. I that just happened randomly. She was supposed to be on like four months ago, but then she kept getting pushed out for different reasons. And we are doing a stand-up comedy album episode. So maybe if you want, next time you come back, Leanne, if you want to do one of those, we can gladly, that'd be more in your wheelhouse and we can gladly do that. I mean, there's plenty more than three, there's plenty more than three stand-up comedy albums out there. So we could do a bunch of those if we want to. So, but yes, that's coming on uh, Saturday, folks. 
And she's bringing her own stand-up comedy album against, well, one legend and whoever the hell chance he brought. So, uh, I don't even will, remember you know, who I brought at this point. I have to, I have to send you the three. It's, it's on my emails to her. I know who they are. I just got the, I forget, I forget who the fuck yours is, but I know who mine is. There's gonna be some Ron White talking about on Saturday, Chancy, but that's cool. one of the best, one of the best stand-up comics of all time we've seen live. But, uh, but yeah, so that'll be Saturday, and then next Tuesday we're back with another regular episode as planned as always, and then. The following Saturday will be the Rolling Stone Top 500 Songs Bracket Part 5. They come up so soon now. And you're mentioning Black Sabbath. There's two Black Sabbath songs in this one, and two Prince songs, and two Grateful Dead songs, and a Taylor Swift song, and a bunch of other amazing songs. This this part actually is a fucker. This last part wasn't that hard, but this part's going to be harder than freaking <sighs> Chansey listening to Thunder Kiss 65 as a youth. So, but Leanne, why don't you tell people where they can find you, where they can find everything you do, promote yourself to the fullest. Yeah. So I am Leanne. I am the founder of Plausible, which is an online comedy club. And you can go and check it out, create a free account, hop on an open mic, check out a show. And it's plausible.com. P-L-A-U-Z-Z-A-B-L-E.com. Yeah. Do that. Definitely going to go check it out, and I'm definitely going to recommend uh, it to my one stand-up comedian friend who we've done we've done an ep- two episodes with her in the past, but uh, and actually she's been on a bunch of brackets too. One of them is actually named for her, but uh, so I mean, yeah, she's hilarious. I freaking got to tell her to go check it out. But Chancy, where can they find you besides the void? Listening to Thunder Kiss '65 like it's freaking porn. So um, the world's most uneventful scavenger hunt is becoming a lot less uneventful because <laughs> someone found you again yeah dude it <laughs> happened um well and... you have to think you have to think this streams live in a group where you're an admin and you're and they know my name and you're a friend of mine so it, how hard is it really to fucking find you these people aren't from the group though that's the okay thing. And we and we have stalkers who just want to fuck with you. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. It's fine. But uh, but uh, I I've been talking with him for a little bit, and he's pretty cool. His name is Tom. He's from Kentucky. He gave me an album to pick out, and I got to bring it next uh, be this Tuesday apparently. So uh, he's from Kentucky. Hey, it's not it it's not it. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's not what you're. It's not it's not what you're gonna think it is, buddy. It's not the Osmond siblings in a very Alabama way? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> but what? where can they but find you, Chancy? Uh, they oh, can, do you remember the... I remember them this time. Uh, so, for the next person, this is my actual first name. If you can find me, you can pick an album. And, uh, you know, I'll bring it to the show. If, I haven't brought, if it hasn't already been brought before. Yeah, on, uh, that, that master day of shit. I need to work on that. And on uh, uh, Instagram and TikTok, it's the Red Eye Roundtable. On X, it's Red Eye Table. And, uh, you know, here. <laughs> yes. I am Chancey's puppet master. And 
You can find both of us on Facebook as Uncensored, Unapologetic, an Untamed Podcast Collective, YouTube, Facebook group. You can find us on XXBaby and the Graham as that Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok at Juggalo Bastard Podcast to see our hilarious clips from our brackets, including the newest one of Chansey. Explain to me so kindly, I need a role model. And you can also find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings or streaming live on Facebook as well on Parapost Network, a great place for all podcasts and podcasts for every genre. And like I said, folks, we'll be back three times in the next two weeks. So you're welcome. We slave for you. It's okay. We're like the damn slaves getting whipped in the beginning of a Cradle Filth video. But we will be back on Saturday and we want to thank Leanne one last time for coming on because it's been a pleasure having her on the show. And she will definitely be back maybe in our summer of repeats, which will be happening this summer. So we'll see. And until then, Muser's out. Remember, Thunderkiss 65 gets Chansey Ornery. I'm untouchable. Sixteen ways to die, but I'd rather just cut stuff. Unlovable. Breath through hate, product of date rape that they can't wait to cremate. I take lives with steak now, so such a leave. So many cuts, there's nothing left to touch. And I walk with the family. My sad on casualty. I put mirrors in your eyes so you had to see that it had to be a mass suicide at your gathering. What a catastrophe. Front page, blame it on us. Scapegoat for all the twisted we trust in the tour bus. Headed for the White House lawn. I can only be the scapegoat for so long. You can clear the bones while I clear channel live show is sick like guts and brain matter. Whoa, whoa. Y'all can never do what I do. Whoa, whoa. Even if I became you. Whoa, whoa. You gotta let go of the envy. Cause on your best day you'll never be me. Y'all can never do what I do. Even if I became you. You gotta let go of the envy. Cause on your best day you'll never be me. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer with a Wayne Gacy mask on. Drill a hole inside your head and answer to your past. All I'm ass on cubby holes and cross spaces. Untrustable. I'm hoping that double sided with two faces. I kill Chase in a crystal lake. Stuck an axe in his back and said it was a mistake. Now the legend is dead, but the legacy lives on. Through the blood of my veins every time I spit on a song. I'm rich in repairs with bloody eyes. Leaving pussy stolen and swollen with bloody alibis. I'm the cat with nine lives, a monster with 50 kills. With a shotgun roaming the streets of Beverly Hills. I'm in your hood like a street sign. Ready for whatever motherfucker. If you think it, you gon' take mine. Another product of reality. Calling a blemish on the floor of society's vanity. Woo woo. Y'all can never do what I do.
best. Day.